Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Welcome to our podcast. I'm Daphne. And I'm Gina. And this is This Week in Skating. We scour the internet so you don't have to in order to focus on the confirmed news and updates. This episode, we're bringing you the news and updates through October 9th. Oh, wow. What a week. In the skating world, that's all I'm going to say. There were so many events taking place this week. And we are now just a little more than a week away from the start of the Senior Grand Prix. I know it's crazy if you think about it that we're this close, but it's come up fast. I do think this past week is probably the busiest in figure skating so far with so many competitions going on. Um, But it may not be the only busiest week in the season because we have a lot more coming i know i feel like i'm a broken record by saying another busy week it's another busy week it's another busy week but yeah i think just because we had the junior grand prix wrapping up this week we had nqs events wrapping up we had some other internationals along with the challenger event um yeah and we'll probably have more busy weeks as we get go on but At least I think once we get into the Senior Grand Prix, I mean, maybe we have like a challenger in a Senior Grand Prix or a sectionals. Um, It's not as busy, I feel, but we'll see. We'll We'll see. see. We'll see where the season takes us. Yes. So we'll start off with our general skating news. As you know, we've past couple weeks, we've moved this to the top of the show um, before our event recap. And the ISU Council met on October 6th through the 8th, and they had a couple of things come out of their meeting. They allotted the ISU Championships and ISU Grand Prix of Figure Skating events. For the 2024-25 season, they are still no longer going to plan on a Ross Telecom Cup being part of the Grand Prix. There will be Grand Prix events in the United States, Canada, France, Japan, and China. They will be taking bids uh, to host Grand Prix number five. The bids are open for the fifth Grand Prix until the end of November. The Grand Prix final is in Orleans, France from December 5th through the 8th, 2024. The ISU World Synchronized Championships in 2025 
which will take place October, April 4th to the 5th, is taking place in Helsinki, Finland. It was previously scheduled to be held in temporary. The 2027, oh my God, 2027. It's only a few <laughs> years know, away, Gina. I know, but that's even after the next Olympics. Okay, but I anyway, know. the 2027 <laughs> ISU European Figure Skating Championships will take place in Lausanne, Switzerland. The 2027 ISU World Junior Figure Skating Championships will take place in Sofia, Bulgaria. And the 2027 ISU World Synchronized Championships will take place in Nottingham, Great Britain. Ooh, that's cool. I'm glad that uh, Great Britain's going to get another competition. Because Mm -hmm. we all know that that Sheffield Grand Prix was incredibly popular. So it's exciting to see them get another event. So another bit of news, Michelle Hogg, who is a figure skating coach, has been named as the 2023 World Ice Skating Day icon. Now, you will all remember that December 3rd is World Ice Skating Day. That's actually my mom's birthday. So, oh, big well, celebrations. Early. <laughs> yes. And I need to put that in my calendar so I make sure I'm at the rink on December 3rd. I think I should. I don't know. Is that a Sunday? I have to look at what day of the week that is. But I will make sure I get there. Okay, moving on to the event results. Get ready, because we've got a lot. Here we go. We'll start with Finlandia Trophy. We're now, I think, about halfway through the Challenger Series. Yes. I think we're at the like halfway point. Um, Finlandia has been taking place since 1995, if you did not know that. That's a little fun fact for you there. And, of course, everybody looks for the mittens. And They're yes, back. The skaters got the mittens. Um, I love seeing those. That's so cool. And I like how these comp- events, you know, bring that, like, the heritage or something that reminds, you know, people of that country. Um, so I like those mittens. So uh, Finlandia Trophy, the mittens are something that I'm not sure when it started, but it's very popular. Yeah. And I don't think they did it the last couple of years. I yeah. think the whole pandemic thing threw things off a bit, but I loved seeing the photo of medalist sitting in the kiss and cry with the mittens because I just know how much the fans have talked about it and how much the skaters love it. So I'm glad to see that it is back. Now I have one little question okay. before I get into talking about the men. Do the skaters actually wear their mittens around outside or do they put them up with their medals you know what i'm not sure i think that it makes a nice keepsake but i don't know if it's something that i don't know if it's something that shares space with their medal as kind of this commemorative item or if it is something that they actually wear because a lot of the skaters train in places that it's pretty cold like michigan is one place that a bunch of the skaters train and in Montreal gets yeah, cold. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm, I'm curious too. Maybe one of the skaters can let us know. Yes. Okay. Now moving on to the men. Making his international debut this season, the 2023 Four Continents and Junior World Champion Kaomura of Japan took home his first Challenger Series gold medal. 
Japan's Shunsaro also made his international debut for the season. It was nice to see the both guys out for the first time. He took home the silver medal, and Alexander Selefko of Estonia won the bronze medal, his second Challenger Series bronze medal. He won bronze in Budapest in 2020, 20, in the 2020-2021 season when only European skaters competed in the event. So I feel like this is his real, like, actual yeah. bronze medal here. Um, and his brother also competed in the event, Mikhail, and he, I believe, finished in fifth yes, place. Yes, that's what I saw as well. Well, in the women's event, for the second year in a row, South Korea's Yilam Kim won the gold. It was also the second year in a row that Anastasia Gubanova won the bronze at Finlandia Trophy. Silver was won by Japan's Rinka Watanabe. And the women's free skate was won by Finland's own Nella Palkonen, who was in seventh after the short program. She ended up finishing in fourth overall, missing the podium by point three zero. Wow. Very close. Well, yes, very close. Well, in the pairs event, in their first international event of the season, Team USA's Ellie Cam and Danny O'Shea won the gold, their first ISU Challenger Series gold medal. Now, they won Senior B gold at Ice Challenge last season. Now, they had two falls in the free skate, one being on the throw triple loop, which is a new element for them this season. They were just doing throw double loops last season, so it's nice that they have now the triple throw triple loop and they also have the tr- throw triple sow cow. They were doing double sows uh, last season. And after a fifth place finish at Lombardia Trophy, Italy's Rebecca Gilardi and Filippo Ambrosini took the silver in Finlandia. So nice improvement there from their performances at Lombardia. And Hungary's Maria Pavlova and Alexei Shevchenko won the bronze medal. In dance, after becoming the first team from Finland to win a medal at Finlandia Trophy last year, Yulia Turkula and Matthias Versluis became the first team from Finland to win the gold in ESPA. They won the rhythm dance and finished second in the free dance. Christina Carrera and Anthony Ponomarenko of the United States won their first Challenger Series medal of the season, improving their total score by about 13 points from Nebelhorn Trophy. Their ISU personal best in the free dance was 116.99 and seems to validate their choice of a dark and emotional storytelling program to showcase a new and different side to their skating. I know we've talked about it before. After seeing the movie, I have to agree. Um, There's just something that is... um, intense in the performance that really i think shows they're translating the story to the ice very well well a bit of a surprise here because canada's lawrence fournier beaudry and nikolai Sorensen on paper look to be the favorites at this competition unfortunately they had a twizzle error where they didn't receive any points for the element at all They also only received a level one on their diagonal steps, which hurt their score even more. So they were in seventh place after the rhythm dance. Now they did win the free dance and were able to pull up to the bronze medal position. But again, it kind of goes back to what, what we've been saying. When you're out there 
It's your first performance of the season in an international competition. Sometimes things don't go the way you like them to. And I guess it's another reason why I think it's important sometimes to get out there and do one of these earlier competitions to get these bugs worked out so that, um, you know, if there are anything, any issues in the program that you want to change, you can kind of figure it out. You can get the feedback so that you can proceed through your season. Again, I mean, a fall on a twizzle happens to every team. Most teams go through this at one time or another. So it's just one of those things that happens in skating. The ice is definitely slippery. It is indeed. Well, we had Synchro in Finlandia. Um, it was like an invitational. So only the sh- they only did the short program and it was only senior teams. And actually four out of the five teams were from Finland. The only other team was the U.S. So it was a Finnish sweep with the world silver medalist Helsinki Rockets winning the event by a little more than a point over Marigold Unity. Team Unique, the world bronze medalist, finished third. The Haydenets of the United States was the only team that wasn't from Finland. As I said, they finished in fourth, and Finland's Lumineers were fifth. So nice to see some synchro. I actually edited some synchro photos because Robin shot synchro for me. So, um, yeah. That's awesome. Well, moving on to the Junior Grand Prix in Yerevan, Armenia. In the men's event, Team USA's Daniel Martinov won gold, qualified for the JGP final, taking the last spot that was up for grabs. We talked about that last week, that he did have the opportunity to take that spot, and he did so. Japan's Shunsuke Nakamura took home the silver, which is a big improvement on his eighth-place finish in Osaka. Uh, Latvia's Fadir Kulish won the bronze medal, and he is the first Latvian skater to medal on the Junior Grand Prix since Denis Vasiliev in 2015. Well, in the women's event, Japan's Mao Shimada won gold in dominating fashion and qualified for the Junior Grand Prix final for the second year in a row. Team USA's Elise Lynn Gracie claimed the silver, and fellow American Sherry Zhang won the bronze. Their contrasting reactions in the kiss and cry with their respective coaches were wonderful. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. 
Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. To see that was nice. At least Lynn Gracie is the second alternate to the final. Um, and then we mentioned last week Minsol Kwan. We weren't sure if she she was kind of waiting to see what happened at this event to see if she would get a spot. She her spot has now been confirmed for the Junior Grand Prix final. So, well, in ice dance, Elizabeth Kachenko and Alexei Kalayakov won their first JGP gold. And now have the highest total combined score for the season for a JGP team. They are the first team representing Israel to win a JGP since sibling team of Alexandra and Roman Zaretsky did so in 2023. The Zaretskys were also the last team from Israel to qualify for the final, and Kachenko and Kalayakov have done just that. Eliana Peel and Ethan Peel won their second medal of the season, taking the silver. They improved on their season's best by 13 points. They are the first alternates to the JGP final. And in their international debut, Naomi Tali and Noah Lafanara claimed the bronze medal for Italy. All right. So we had uh, another <laughs> event this week, Shanghai Trophy. It's an invitational like Japan Open. So starting with the men, after competing at French Masters last week, and Nebelhorn Trophy the week before that, Adam Siho Himpa takes home his third title <laughs> in three weeks. But that, Man. Dana, that wasn't, I mean, it's his third title, but he did something really cool at the end of his free skate. Yes. He added a backflip to the end of his free skate, which is most people know it's an illegal element, so he received a minus two deduction. I don't think we're going to see it from him at any other event in um, later this, you know, this season. I think he just, you know, he was having fun. Threw it in there. Why not? And after competing last week, Korea's Jinwon Cha had better scores overall in Shanghai compared to last week. He was first after the shore program, but had some mistakes in the free, including popping one of his triple axles, but he managed to finish second, again, better than how he did at Nepala Memorial. And China's Boyan Jin took home the bronze medal. Well, in the women's event, Brady Tanel kicked off her season, winning gold at Shanghai Trophy. She was second after the shore program, but her Nessendorma free skate was first in the free to win the overall event by just over three points. Competing just last week at Nepala Memorial, Hyun Lee had just a two-point lead over Brady after the short program. She finished third in the free skate and dropped a second overall. Estonia's Mina Prechakina won the bronze medal. She was second in the free skate. In the pairs event, lots of shuffling with placements from the short program to the free skate. The new team of Cheng Peng and Li Wang of China moved up from third place to capture the gold in front of their home country crowd. 
Germany's Annika Hock and Robert Kunkel, who were in second after the shore program, retained their second place spot and claimed the silver. So that was a placement that didn't really change. China's Xi Yang Zhang and Yang Chao Yang were 17th after the world championships last season. They moved up from fourth in the short program to finish in third. And the leaders after the short program, Australia's Anastasia Golubova and Hector Geotopoulos Moore, dropped to finish in fourth place. Well, in the dance, we had a very small field. There were only five teams competing. One warm-up group was invited for each discipline, so that makes a lot of sense. So the placements for all teams in both phases stayed the same. Charlene Grignard and Marco Fabri of Italy won by 18 points. Evgenia Loparova and Jeffrey Brousseau of France took silver. And China's Shi Yue Wang and Jin Yu Liu won the bronze. This was their first competition since last year's Grand Prix series. It's good to see them back. Yeah, I agree. I think I did catch their... I don't know if I caught one of their events. I don't know if it was the rhythm dance or the free dance, but glad to see them back. And we had Synchro at Shanghai Trophy. Only three teams competed, and it was just their free skate. Team Berlin won of Germany, won gold, with Hungary's Team Passion taking the silver and Australia's Team Unity taking the bronze. Well, Japan Open also took place last week. Skaters only competed their free skate, and only women and men and professionals can compete. Mariah Bell, Satoko Miyahara, Marisi Kivera-Lashvili were all were the skaters at Japan Open that are no longer competing. For team results, Japan won the gold, with North America winning silver and Europe the bronze. The winner of the men's event was Ilya Malinin, who landed a quadruple axle with a step out. The winner of the women's event was Kaori Sakamoto. And we want to mention an NQS event, Boston Open, because there was some interesting things that took place at Boston Open. Elisa Efimova and Misha Mitrofanov debuted at Boston Open. They won the senior pairs event and have qualified for the U.S. pairs final, which will take place November 7th through the 12th in Tacoma, Washington. It's taking place with the Pacific Coast sectional singles final. Daniel Samoan, who represented Israel from the 20, from 2013 to 2021 and also competed at the 2018 Olympics, placed third in the senior men's event in and is eligible to compete in the Eastern sectional singles final, which is October 31st to November 5th in Coral Springs, Florida. Yeah, that was really interesting when I was Mm -hmm. looking at the results from that competition. Saw his name on there. I was not expecting it. Yeah, so maybe we will see him at nationals in Columbus. And the world figure in fancy skating championships took place in Lake Placid this past week. Debbie Thomas was one of the competitors. There is a local news story about the event um, that we will put in our show notes about it. I did see some videos up online. Um, It looks like it's an, you know, that's the competition where the ice is black and you can see the figures out on the ice. I would have loved to have gone up and checked it out. Um, Maybe it'll come again closer or, or, you know, back to Lake Placid or in the Boston area, maybe I could go, but it was really cool. 
Well, please check out our show notes for the complete results from Boston Open, as well as results from Texas Trophy, King's Cup International, Autumn Classic NQS, and British October Qualifier. Just so everyone knows, the U.S. figure skating NQS events have completed. There are no further competitions. We will now be looking forward to sectionals and the discipline finals for ice dance and pairs. Yes. Hard to believe that that's, we're already done with all of that. It's been going on for a while, though. I mean, it seems... I don't know. Sometimes it seems like it's been longer than it is, and then sometimes it seems like it started last week. Well, moving on to recent articles and interviews, Europe on Ice had an interview with Luna Hendricks just ahead of her season debut at Japan Open. So, Skate Info Glass had a couple of interviews that took place during the French Masters. They had an interview with Leia Serna and with the dance teams Marie Dupayage and Thomas Nabay, as well as Natasha Lagouche and Arnaud Kaffa. Well, Golden Skate talked to Ukraine's Valeta Sirova and Ivan Kolpatov about their accomplishments, and they made the Junior Grand Prix final, so I'm sure they talked about that accomplishment. This fascinating fan zone had an article on Saga Krantz, who is the head coach, of course, for the Hayden Nets. And the U.S. Figure Skating Fan Zone had an article with Elise Lynn Gracie. This was before she competed at the Junior Grand Prix in Armenia, and it was talking about her new personal best. Well, moving on to social media updates, Tara Lipinski announced that she and her husband, Todd, are pregnant via a surrogate. So congratulations to her. Yeah. She's been detailing I- this journey her infertility journey through a podcast and it's wonderful that they've been able to share this this blessing with all of us yeah i was very happy to see that news so congrats to them and tara modlin she is an agent for a number of skaters she posted that show skaters are wanted for the holiday spectacular on ice at gateway playhouse December 1st to January 1st, and we will put the email, um, if you're interested, uh, if you're a skater interested, we'll put um, Tara's email address in our show notes. Nancy Kerrigan will be starring in the production again, so. So, moving on, upcoming events for the week, we have the Budapest Trophy ISU Challenger event in Budapest, Hungary. Tayside Trophy is an ISU international, and that is taking place in Dundee, Scotland. Diamond Spin is an ISU international, taking place in Poland. And on October 14th, Dick Button Festival of Artistic Skating is taking place at the Skating Club of Boston in Norwood, Massachusetts. And Kat Coronetta is going to be there, and she is going to be reporting on that for figure skaters online so check for her updates um one of her she's gonna have a preview article coming i believe on wednesday so stay tuned the last thing that we want to mention is because the junior grand prix series is over we will have a list or a link to a list of the qualifiers in our show notes as well yes that brings us to the end of our playing content gina can you let folks know where to find us 
Well, you can find us at our website. It's thisweekinskating.com on social media, including the site formerly known as Twitter at this WK in skating, and then Facebook and Instagram. It's this week in skating. We're also on threads. We love your feedback or your questions. You can reach out to us on social media or email us at thisweekinskating at gmail.com. We appreciate all the support that we've received via email and social media. We want to remind you that we also have a Patreon, and it is located at patreon.com slash thisweekinskating. We did have a comment this week, Gina. You want to share it? Yeah, Ava Pate commented she listened to our podcast and thanks for watching her vlog. So she must have heard me mention her vlog and that I had watched it. And then she just, you know, said thanks for watching. Sent us a, I think she posted it on the site formerly known as Twitter. But yeah, I appreciated seeing that. And so it makes me think uh, we, you know, she got all the way through. That was towards the end of the podcast, too. So she listened to. All yeah, through. we'll certainly share when Ava posts another vlog to their channel. Yes. Well, we've reached the end of our episode, but we do like to share a little bit about what's going on over at our respective sites. Over at IDC, I have Finlandia trophy photos from Eureka. I also have a an article from Mateo that kind of catches everyone up on where we're at so far in the Challenger series. Nice. Over at FSO, I also have Finlandia Trophy photos um, coming from Robin. Um, My Challenger series tracker is updated. As I mentioned, I just have a big chart with, you know, who's competing at what Challenger series events and what, how they did. Um, So that has been updated. And right now, over at FSO, we have a ticket giveaway for the Ice Theater of New York's Fall Frolic. It is October 27th. It is honoring Diversify Ice. So if you are interested in tickets, head over to FSO. I'll put a link in the show notes and how you can win a pair of tickets. That sounds awesome. Well, with that, we've reached the end of our episode. Thanks, everyone, for listening. I'm Daphne. And I'm Gina. And you've been listening to This Week in Skating. Have a nice week! You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? 
My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.